Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. understand how this works. I want, if you were to go through now and begin to think, what is it that you're doing right now that is not authorized? It's strange fire. You say you're believing God, but you didn't go to the Word to find out in this situation, what does God command? If your brother offends you, go to him. It's a corresponding action of faith. He said, suppose they, suppose they don't receive me. Then you, you, your peace returns to you. That's, your faith just brought your peace back to you. You did what God told you to do. Okay? All right? How many of you following this? Okay, now, also, I want to give you some examples from Scripture. I'm going to go down and, and just tell you stories. Blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10. Don't turn it. Just write it down. Mark 10, verse 46 through 52. He displayed a shameless urgency in his works. He simply did not care nor could he afford to be swayed by public opinion. They were telling him not to say anything. The general consensus meant nothing to him. Matter of fact, what Bartimaeus figured out was they already could see. Mm -hmm. So he didn't mind risking embarrassment to become a social leper. He was already blind. And they tell him, don't, don't say anything. And he kept hollering, Jesus, that's not... Now, let me tell you this. What he did, he released his faith... By risking embarrassment. Now, now get this. When you look at, now you know I like to look everything up. We become embarrassed when we experience a socially unacceptable act in the presence of others. But when you're in desperate need, you cannot allow your pride or critical others to determine what is socially acceptable. And so he releases faith by doing things that other people say, I'd never do that. That's the thing that God will tell you to do. And that is how God God determines who are the the chosen among the call. Many are called, few are. And he determines who the chosen are by the ones that's willing to sometimes do that which is not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. In John 9, there's a man, he's been blind from birth. He's visually impaired. And Jesus tells him he wants to be healed. Now, now watch this. The Lord tells him, go wash in the pool of Salaam. Does anyone see the difficulty here? Anybody, what's the difficulty? He's blind. The Lord tells him to go wash in the pool of Salaam, which was two miles away from where they were. You read this, the text, you'll see. You, you do the math. He was two miles away. And this man, now watch this. You know what he could have said? <laughs> Can't you see I'm blind? <laughs> and what happens to many of us, we become frustrated when in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our struggle, God puts a demand on us to do something that we, you think you peaked out. I can't do it anymore. I can't take it anymore. And God says, yes, you can. I need you to do this. Yes, yes. 
And what you don't realize is all you've been through has brought you to this point so that God can get you equal to push you over the edge. So the man, as best he could, found his way to the pool of Salaam, and the Bible said, and he came back seeing. Now watch this. Jesus is standing at, at the wedding feast. He's standing against the wall, and his mother comes to him. They'll have no more wine. Jesus says, uh, says to her, woman, what does it have to do with me? She, she turns to the men that are serving and says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And she walks off. And Jesus turns to them and gives them a strange instruction. Get this. The water pots that you wash your hands in, he says, empty them and bring them. Go fill them with water. Now, these, the Jews are thinking, to do what? <laughs> you understand what this is? These, these are the water pots that, you, that they wash in. And these people are serious. They wash their hands from the elbow down. It's a ritual cleansing. He said, get, get those pots right there. Hey, uh, bring me some water in those pots. And they did exactly what he said, and a miracle was produced. I wonder what God is asking you to do right now. Say, Pastor Biden, I don't hear the Lord like that. Sometimes you don't have to hear. Sometimes he puts it right in front of you, and it's the only thing you could do. Sometimes he removes all the obstacles. So you know what you're supposed to do. My question is, do you want God's best in your life bad enough to do what he asks you to do? That's my question to you. Are you willing to obey the Lord and do whatever he asks you to do? Turn to your neighbor. You know my name. Ask him, are you willing to do what you have to do to get God's best in your life? So in this case, the man was obedient in spite of his limitations. And many of us, what we will do, we'll, we'll, we'll look to our, we, we come to God with the word. I believe your word. He came to Jesus because he knew Jesus was healing. We say, I come with the word. And watch this now. And as soon as the Lord said what he wants us to do, we start magnifying the limitation. We stop magnifying the word. Our next example of a person who, who did some works was the government official, the nobleman of John chapter 4. He wanted Jesus to go to his house and heal his son. Instead, Jesus sent him home with a challenge and a promise. Here's what Jesus said to him. Except you see, it was John chapter 4. He said, except you see a sign, you won't believe. And the guy is like, Lord, if you don't come, a son will die. And the Lord said, tell you what. Go, you go on to your house. Your son be okay. The nobleman turns and walks off. And when he gets home, his son is healed. Now, here's the thing about it. Here's what gets me with this. Many of us, Many of us, when we get the word, we say, it's not enough. Years ago, I had a lady leave the church. She, she, she um, wrote me a letter. She said, Pastor, she said, Pastor, you know, I love you. I've been, with the, I've been with you for a while. She said, but you teach the word, and I need more. She said, I need preaching. I need something I can feel. She did. And I said, you mean feel how? She says, you know, te- teaching doesn't work for me. I need something, I need something to make me excited. I said, the word doesn't excite you? She said, well, it just doesn't work for me like that. That's how many of us are. If the Lord had said, go home, go home, your son would be okay. He said, you know, he ain't got no heart. He's just heartless. I came to him with a problem. He sent me home to me. It's going to be okay. What about when he speaks the word to me, when I find the word, I say, well, praise God, I got God's word on it. Once you get God's word on it, 
Paul told the church in Thessalonica, he said, he said, we praise God that when you receive the word, you receive it as the word of God, as it is indeed and not as the word of men. I wonder how many people sitting in here in church Sunday after Sunday, midweek service after midweek service, getting the word of God and treating it like it's the word of a man. You know what? God is tired of a sentence by the Holy Spirit. You bring your problem to church. You sit under the word for an hour. You're baptized in the word of God. Right out of right the picture of scripture. And then you leave the same way you can. You know why? Because you didn't factor the word into your problem. And you're saying, well, did the word help you? Well, you know, not, not really. What do you mean? It didn't help you? The word doesn't help God's word didn't help you? I like to say this. In scripture, when, when, when God shows up, a lot of things are said. You see people being slain in the spirit. You've seen people actually falling dead. In one situation, the priest couldn't stand to minister. Another time when God shook the mountain, the people were fearful for their life. But you never saw anywhere in Scripture where God showed up and people were bored. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or, watch this. Or God showed up and spoke a word, and, and people said, well, I didn't hear. No, no, no. And you heard something. But look what we have done to the walk of God, to, uh, to walking with God. And now people come to church and we tell them, listen, you got to hear what the Lord says and obey it. Corresponding action says, listen, watch this with me. I hear the word and the word creates a picture. Words create pictures. What they are, they are vessels. They are nothing but, but transporting. They transport the breath of life. They transport life. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. When I speak in the spirit, really, you can't see it, but what happens is my, it comes out of me, and it's, it's like a capsule. It carries life, some kind of life in it. Words can transform. It can encourage. It can discourage. It can destroy. It could build up. Everybody say words. words. And so I can create. You can create anything with words, whether it exists or not. Pink poodle. Blue polka dots. With a party cap on his head. And grills. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? How many of you saw that? Yeah. Here's the truth. It doesn't exist. So how can you see it? See how it works? When God speaks, it create, there's a picture that's created. Once you get the picture, hold on to it. Once you, listen, once you, oh, come on. Once you get the picture, you hold on to it. Don't fall for craziness. Talk about, well, you know, we have to die from something. Who said that? According to the word of God, you're supposed to lay in your bed, pull your feet up, and leave. It's not the will of God for you to die of sickness and disease, can't breathe, hoses are plugged up to you, coming out your backside. Out your nose. It's not the will of God. The will of God for you is for you to bless your family, pull your feet up in your bed, and say, I'm leaving. That's the will of God. And once you get that picture, don't let anything take it from you. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. We got something to say. Listen! Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single, It Is So, from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir.
Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Hmm. There's several scriptures in the Bible that I could, but one of them, Go to Matthew chapter 12. Let me end with this one. Is anyone here tonight? <clears throat> I'm speaking to all of us who you believe you feel like somehow life has deformed you in some way. You feel like because of what has happened to you in your past, other people may qualify to be used mightily of God, but not me. Pastor, you don't know my story. Pastor, you don't know how I failed. Pastor, I've messed myself up the rest of my life. Pastor, you don't know my record. You don't know my rap sheet. Pastor, you don't know. If you only knew the things I've done, the mess I made for myself, you wouldn't even stand here and say that God wants to use me. Hmm. Is there anybody here like that tonight? Anybody honest? Say, Pastor, you know, you know, yeah. Well, if you don't want to be honest, look, look. Two hands and my feet. If I could put the other one. Listen. Is there anybody, Pastor, I just feel like, I just don't know. I can't see how God will ever do that. Let me see. Any, what about Montgomery? Any, I just can't see how God could do that in my life. I mean, praise God for what he did with you, you know, but I don't see how he's going to do it with me. Pastor, you don't know. I'm in a small town. My son. When Larry Lee started Church on the Rock, his church was bigger than Rockwall, Texas, where the church was. What's, what's the preacher down in Darrow, Louisiana? What's his name? Leroy Thompson? His church is bigger than Darrow. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, listen, what the enemy wants you to believe is like him and the people that he influenced, that God is judging you based on what you cannot do and the failures you've experienced. What you don't understand is God was never depending on you. It was, do you understand, do you understand that if God were depending on you to get it right, he'd be in trouble. What God knows is if I get my word in this person and get them to see what I'm seeing, if I could get faith in them, I could do things through them. That's what I want to do. My plan is to do it through them. Oh, listen, you said, God, I can't do anything. God said, all I need you to do is just, okay, just do this then. Just obey this one thing and let me do the rest. The Bible says in one situation, the disciples were in trouble in the boat. And the Bible said when Jesus got on the boat, immediately they were at the other side. All they had to do was get him in the boat. 
Watch this now. Are you in Matthew chapter, what did I send you? 12. Did I give you a verse? Matthew chapter 12 and verse 4. Yes, this is going to be a good conference. I'm going to teach you through the whole thing. I haven't got an opportunity to teach it like this in a minute. I love teaching faith. 12, Matthew 12 chapter 4. Let's go down to verse 9. That's where I want to start. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit, underline that term, into a pit, on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Now watch this. Everybody look up for a minute. I want you to understand. I, I, took some, I took a note of this that I want to read to you because it's, it's critical. It's very important to the lesson. Listen to this. This man's hand was severely deformed. We don't know how, but it, it's either by disease or by accident. But it's like this. Jesus points to the damaged hand and he says to him, watch this. The hand is like this. The guy's already self-conscious. The Lord says to him, stretch forth your hand. Instinctively, if my hand is withered, maybe from a stroke or from an accident, certainly he can't be asking me to stretch forth the damaged hand. So I give him a good hand. Like you do. Your good side. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want your good side. Give me the side of you that you wrote off. Give me the thing that is deformed and discouraged and damaged and can't be used. And here I am now thinking to myself, how in the world? Why you do this to me, Lord? Folk already laugh at me. And the Lord's like, stretch forth your hand. Here's the rule. He will never tell me to do something if he didn't know I could do it. But the problem is, life has gotten a hold of me. And the Lord turns to him in the midst of them and said, stretch forth your hand. And the man starts to... And when he got as far as he could go, all of a sudden... The problem is, watch this, let me show you something. The problem with you is, you want God to start doing the work. You, God is telling you, stretch forth your hand. You're saying, well, if you God, then let's see if you could do it. That's, listen, you're looking for a miracle, and he's looking for obedience. He's looking for corresponding works. Give him something to work with. Turn my mic up, turn my mic up. He is looking for something to work with. And you're saying, but Lord, you don't know what happened. You know, I had a baby out of the way, like, and he ran off and left me. Now, I'll never be able to finish college with this baby. And he said, stretch forth your hand. Yeah. Lord, you know, I didn't finish high school, and I don't even have a GED, and that's a good job. And Lord's like, go as far as you can go. Give me the best that you got. Once you get to as far as you can go. What he will do is, that's when the miracle takes place. Yes, yes. Reach out your hand, brother. Get, your, get this hand. Now, now, now he's going to help you. And it may crack and pop, but you know, at the end of the thing, now you got two hands. 
Somebody has to release their faith and do what God told them to do. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Give him a hand, give him a hand, give him a hand. I dare you tonight. I dare you tonight to trust God to do that thing that you gave up on. The very, even today, many of you today were telling God, how can you, what am I going to do? You know I can't do it. And, and God is like, you, you won't even try it for me? He's going to require you. The side that you've been favoring, the side that you've been covering, the side that you know people are staring at every time you walk in the room, the side that created the rumor that embarrassed the family, the side that was in a newspaper that made you so ashamed, the side that you don't ever want anybody to see. He says, uncover it and stretch it out to me. And I will show you that from the moment you begin to release corresponding actions, your faith comes alive. Some of you are playing games. You, you're watching the devil kill your loved one. You need to rise up in faith. And the thing you say, I wish they would do this. No, you do it. You take authority and you say, devil, you're not going to kill my loved one. And you, listen, you believe God. You go and you, Jesus took a whip as a corresponding action, Pastor McCoy, and went in and drove people out the temple. Tap your neighbor. You, 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 you got the name. If you remember the name, call him by the name and tell him God wants you to stretch forth your hand. Tell him because until you do, he can't write the rest of the report about you. Come on, give the Lord a hand if you believe him tonight. Come on, shout to God. He wants to do great things for you. Come on, come on. You can do better than that. Praise him. Safe harbor. Lift the roof on that little building down there. I declare tonight, I'm going to give God the best I have. I'm going to go as far as I can go. And I know this. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, faithful is he that called you who also will do it. Yeah, everybody say, God's going to do it. Say, the work is already done. Now he's just waiting on me. Come on, one more hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What I want to... I want to do this tonight and oh you know what I, I, I suspect that you missed an opportunity to shout and to run but it's Thursday night we're gonna have other opportunities other opportunities father thank you tonight we come so open we bring before you Lord every apprehension every failure every fear Father, every, every bit of low self-esteem, every relapse, every consternation, and we say to you, Lord, you have a plan. We ask that you would continue your work. Motivate us through your word to be obedient so that you can give us the promised reward. Tonight we, Lord, even as we've acted based on what we believe, now help us to be sustained, not casting away our confidence, but being bold up to the very end. Bold enough to act when you say to act. 
when we feel the leading of the Holy Spirit, I will do that. I will do that, Holy Spirit. But when you tell us what to do, we do it. And we bring glory to you. We thank you for the word of God tonight. And it falls upon good ground and brings forth fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. While I was praying, the Holy Spirit dropped the scripture in my heart. I've got to do this. Because some of you came, and this, and this, this is almost, I would say it's a word of knowledge, but, but you determine. You say, well, Pastor, um, is there something I could do until I'm clear of corresponding actions? Do you know that there are times that you could, you could move the hand of God? Lord, I should just stop right there. But I believe the Holy Spirit said to do this, and I'm going to do it. Let me see what that is. I think, did I have it in my notes? I think I do. says the Bible speaks of the work of faith may, oh, the apostle Paul is praying and he's talking about the, may God Lord God I will find this thank you Lord God tonight before we go home. Hardly, you'll just continue to pray. I'm going to find this so I can be obedient to the Holy Spirit. You, you had back at home, you're going home, you're going to face this because it's pending. Your, your hand is being forced in a situation, and I don't have the, the uh, specifics of it, but your hand is being forced. And when you leave this conference, you got to act when you get back because you don't have a choice. You're actually out of time. You have to act. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you who it is, but here's the word of the Lord it, it is in the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. And verse 11. And put that up on the screen for me. That's it. Oh, give me the New Living Translation if you don't mind. The scripture reads, so we keep on praying for you. Asking our God 
to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. Now look at the last part of this verse. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. May he give you the power to accomplish all the things your faith he didn't tell you to do it. But you're out of time now. And based on the word you believe, Pastor, what can I do? He says, do what your faith is prompting you to do. Pastor, suppose I'm wrong. You can't be wrong. If your faith is prompting you to do it, he says, do it and I feel that. It, watch this now. It's not the main thing. It's not the, it's not the bucket God ordered. But right now we got to do something to stop the leak. And God said, bring me something that your faith is prompting you to, to do. You bring me that, God says, and I will, I will use that in the meanwhile until we get to the thing I want to do. Somebody heard the Lord tonight. Somebody heard the Lord tonight. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Father, we receive that. And I pray, Lord, for those people, because I believe it's more than one, that they heard your voice and they already were prompted in a certain direction. While we're praying, heads about, eyes are closed. If, 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 you, if you say, Pastor, you know that, that, that word was for me. Wave at me. I want to see who it is. Uh, uh, there you go. One, two, three. There, yeah, uh-huh. He says, whatever your faith is prompting, go. He said, do it now. Just go do it. Whatever your faith is prompting you to do, go ahead and do it. Because God said, I'm going to use that as a stopgap. The enemy thought he had you. The enemy thought he had you, but God said, I sent my word. Now use that word. Use the faith you got from the word and do something. Somebody shout, do something. Yes, come on, clap on to him again one more time. Amen, amen. Okay, the hour is late. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.